Welcome to the Deeper Dive Podcast, brought to you by the OC Church of Christ. The Deeper Dive Podcast is about going deeper into God's Word, learning new insight, and taking a fresh look at the verses that impact our daily lives. Today, we have the privilege of hearing from Reese Neeland. Reese was an evangelist for over 35 years, serving across the U.S. in Florida, Boston, and Los Angeles. He also has worked two years for the nonprofit organization Hope Worldwide, but has now recently retired and resides. He also worked for two more years for the nonprofit organization Hope Worldwide, but has now retired and resides in Santa Clarita with his wife, Mary Kay. This episode is from a message delivered by Reese at a conference for Hope Worldwide. Get your scuba gear and let's dive deep into God's word. Here's Reese Neeland. But sometimes it's easy to miss the obvious. I don't know if you've had that experience. It's certainly been clear in my life. Uh, Being married uh, helps me to understand how often I miss the obvious. A lot of husbands might be able to relate to me on that. Um, it's, It's embarrassing sometimes. I mean, I wanna go to the refrigerator and my wife has assured me there's food there for me. And it may be the ham and it may be the cheese and it may be the mustard or the ketchup. And I go to the refrigerator and I cannot find it in there. And so, you know, and and invariably, I'm asking Mary Kay for help. And she's like, not again. Don't make me come in there. It's in the refrigerator. And sure enough, it always is. It's especially embarrassing, Dave, when it's the ketchup, which is in the big red bottle. Uh, It happens at other times as well. This is every husband's worst nightmare, is that uh, you're getting ready to go out somewhere and your wife comes in and she's dressed and she's ready to go and she says, do you see anything different about me? Immediately, my blood pressure goes up. My palms are sweaty. My mind is racing. And I'm like, is it the, is it the dress? Is it the shoes? Is it the hair? What is it? And I have this inevitable feeling of doom and failure. So wives, hopefully you've learned nothing else today. Please do not come and ask your husband if he sees anything different about you. It's easy sometimes to miss the obvious. Let's not miss the obvious about the ministry of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus says this, the parable of the sheep and the goats. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, And all the angels with him, imagine the scene. He will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. The parables of Jesus So strong, so powerful, simple, yet poignant. And this one is really especially 
unique because of the way he starts it. And you can imagine if you would in the crowd that day and he's setting this scene and it's the judgment day and Jesus has come back and there's glory and there's angels and there's a throne and there's all the nations of the world and it's going to be decided whether you are lost or whether you are saved. This you should also know about the parables of Jesus. Perhaps, you know, frequently they have a shock value. Something where it's very surprising and you you say, I didn't see that coming. And if you imagine yourself in the audience, what are the next words that Jesus is going to say? And we would and might imagine what Jesus could have said as we separate the saved from the lost. He could have said the saved are those who have made Jesus Lord of every area of their life. The saved are those who have generously and faithfully given of their time and their energy and their money to the kingdom of God. Those who have had a great relationship with me through Jesus and, and their prayer and their Bible study and their, their, their evangelism. And you could just, so many things he could have said, right? But perhaps they were surprised when they hear Jesus say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by the Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer, Lord, when do we see you hungry? and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When do we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothes you? When do we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. Let's not miss the obvious. I've been one of those people who miss the obvious for many years. I don't know if I should tell you this, but I was baptized over 40 years ago. I don't want to hear how many of you say, I know you're thinking right now, I wasn't even born then. (laughs) Bad hearted evil people. I've been in the paid ministry leading churches for over 37 years. Yet, the sad truth is for most of my ministry and my Christian life, I have had a very mediocre view of the ministry of Jesus to the poor and the needy. For many years, I would give a little bit of money And I would always show up and serve that one day a year when our ministry had a special event. I miss the obvious. 
A lot of people have helped me along my path. But now that I'm looking again at the ministry of Jesus, you probably already know this. There's three things that we see Jesus doing over and over again, right? He's preaching the gospel, he's discipling and training a few, and he's serving the poor and the needy. What part of that is confusing? What part of that have we missed? Have we missed something obvious? I recently did a study where, you know, it's great. You may know this. There are four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Some of you are aware of that? And if you add it up, there are 89 chapters that describe the ministry of Jesus. Do the study yourself. I went through there, 43 of the 89 chapters in the gospel specifically mention the ministry of Jesus to the poor and the needy. How did I miss it? Several of those chapters have multiple accounts of the ministry of Jesus to the poor and the needy. And three parables, not just this one, but also the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, the parable of the Good Samaritan, say that our very salvation hinges on our ministry to the poor and the needy. Over the last 10 years, several people have helped me to grow in understanding. People like Doug Arthur, Greg Moretzky, Marlon Shows, Marcel Hall, Christopher Linfeld, most, least, most recently Ray Naden. I expect that I need to grow more. But wherever I'm at today and wherever I've come, it's because other people, you know, sometimes we need other people to help us. The most recent turning point for me was a board meeting of Hope Worldwide that we had last year and Steve Kennard came and he was addressing the board as well as some of the Hope employees. And Steve Kennard recently wrote a book on Jesus and the poor. You should get that if you haven't read it yet. And he was doing a couple of devotionals, a couple of mornings in a row, he was doing devotionals and talking about the ministry of Jesus. And he said something in that meeting, and I'm one of two evangelists in the room. He says, you know, we got a problem in our church. He says, we got a lot of churches and there are a lot of evangelists who never preach about the ministry of Jesus to the poor and the needy. And one sister was there that day, commented, she said, I have been talking to my ministry leader about this for a long time and I have never even heard him preach one sermon about the ministry of Jesus to the poor and the needy. And that was a tough moment for me because I look back at my ministry career and I could not remember even one full sermon that I had preached about the ministry of Jesus to the poor and the needy. Parts of sermons, yes. So as part of my repentance this year, I preached eight sermons on the ministry of Jesus to the poor and the needy. So let me say a couple of things. 
and I'm going to look at my phone now because I have no idea how long I've been talking. None of you have texted me. That's good. So I want to say a couple of things to you. And I will say this to the people who might be listening online who are not in the audience today. If you're not a part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And let me be frank, I feel like I should be honest with you. Just my opinion, I do not believe that our global fellowship is anywhere we need to be yet about adopting and understanding and living out the full ministry of Jesus. I think we got a ways to go. There are a lot of people like me who maybe still are missing the obvious. The other thing I want to say to you is don't give up on your evangelist. Don't give up on your church leader. They're on their journey. And I'm thankful personally for all the grace and patience that's been extended to me. And so what you need to do is you need to pray. You need to be a great example in your home church. And you may need to have significant conversations. Nothing wrong with that. Those people I listed that have had influence on me, there were significant conversations. You need to go and ask your ministry leader, if you feel like they're not where they need to be, ask them to go serve with you. That's what Marlon shows. Some of those names I mentioned you might know. Marlon shows, you go, I don't know who he is. He's a small group leader in my ministry. He has a great passion for the poor and needy. He said, why don't, Reese, why don't you come down with me because we're going to feed the homeless this Saturday. I just didn't feel like I should say no. (laughs) If I'm honest, I wasn't all that excited about it. And then I started doing that. And you know, when you, when you, when you get hands on, you already know this, right? You know, people like me are just figuring out, that's when things really change. When you get hands on, and then he goes, so we're starting at this same uh, Union Station Homeless Services in Pasadena where we live, and we've partnered with them in my local ministry, and Marlon says they've got this new program where they're, meant, they're asking for people to volunteer to be mentors to help transition people who want to get out of homelessness. And I'm going to be a mentor. Why don't you come and be a mentor with me? And I didn't feel like I should say no. (laughs) But it's been a wonderful experience. And I've had people from, I've been doing that for a couple of years now, and I've had people study, I've studied the Bible with people, and I brought them to church, and hopefully I've helped them in their journey. Because I love that, that there's people who have been on the streets, who can get off the streets, who want to get off the streets, but they need a helping hand, they need a hand up. They need somebody to care. I guess I'm supposed to close soon. Let's go back. There's something else shocking about this parable. And I didn't read the whole parable, right? I just read the good news part. You can read the rest of it when you get home. And you already know what it says, right? There's something else shocking, though, 
Did you see it in verse 40 when Jesus, these people seem surprised. I mean, really? I mean, this is why we're going to get into heaven? And I mean, what did we do? You know, they don't need, they're not so impressed with themselves. And Jesus says, yes, what you've done for the hungry, the sick, the thirsty, in need of clothes, those in prison, whatever you've done for them, you did it for me. These brothers and sisters, these are brothers and sisters of mine. Now, when you get that, it makes all the difference. Jesus saying, these people that need clothing and, and, and are thirsty and are homeless and they, they have needs, they may be strangers to you, but they're family to me. And when you love them, you're loving me. So powerful. You know, I think a lot of you can relate to it. We have families, right? And you know, I may forget how you've loved me, but if you love somebody in my family, I will not forget that. If you've loved my children, or you've loved my parents, or you've loved my brother, I may forget what you've done for me, but I'm not forgetting what you did for my family. That's what Jesus says. You know, I hold dear in my heart every follower of Jesus who reached out and who loved the people that I see, not just as people in need, but as family. This is Jesus. This is the ministry of Jesus. And we are here. God bless. Thank you, Reese. And thank you for listening to the Deeper Dive podcast by the OC Church of Christ. If you want to get connected to us or want to donate to the program, go to our website, occhurchofchrist.com, or you can contact us through social media at the OC Church. Join us next time for our next Deeper Dive. Okay.